0: welcome to Between the Waves, the podcast all about how to create sustainable mental health to help you find a little bit of space between your waves. Joining me today is Carly Keithley, a women's personal trainer and writer based in the northwest of England. Carly's all about feeling good in body and mind. She hosts the Feel Good Movement podcast and is also a mum of three. Hi Carly, thanks for joining me today. Hi Hannah, thanks so much for having me. How are you doing in this crazy coronavirus lockdown of 2020? Yeah, what well, a year.
1: <laughs> it's certainly can be remembered. How am I doing? That's a tricky question. I don't really know. I'm just plodding along, getting by and just doing the best I can.
0: I think that's all we can all do at the moment, isn't it? This is such an unusual and unprecedented situation for us, certainly, that it's sort of taking it a day at a time, isn't it? How can we survive each day right now? It really is. Step by step, that's
1: what I'm doing. I, th- I think I did start to feel overwhelmed, but I'm just taking a bit of a step back and working through my feelings and just yeah
0: we can just get through (laughs) so I've been listening to your podcast and you have some really good top tools for well-being your three m's could you tell us a bit about those yeah absolutely my three
1: m's that I developed a good couple of years ago now I guess I've always been an advocate of all three so they are they're mindset movement and mindfulness For me, they're the three top tools, especially in this crazy time at the minute, which I feel can really address our well-being from a point of mind, body and soul. Yeah. So mindset, I mean, you hear this word everywhere, isn't it? It's become a bit of a buzzword, I'd say. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, it is so important. I think people just saying the word mindset, maybe they don't quite know what it is. But once you do start working on your own personal development, your growth, again, buzzwords, that you start to see how important it is and really years ago I guess as a personal trainer you are trained yourself to be all about the body and it's very much body over mind but in the so many years I've been doing this sort of 15-20 years I've been in the fitness industry and I've totally changed my style myself maybe as I've got a bit older as I've had children and worked my own mindset that actually it's so much more about the mind than it is the body and you can't just go all in with the body if you do start working on your physical goals and you don't work on your mindset, you're never going to get to where you want to be. So for me, mindset is one of my top tools when it comes to hitting your goals. But I guess in this time, with everything we're going through at the minute, it's more just for mental well-being. It's more for mental health, just getting your the thought process right. And I do think it's so important.
0: It really is. It's really interesting when you're talking about, you know, physical training and being all about the body and that kind of focus on, you know, how far can you go or how long can you run or what weight can you lift – you know, a lot of what's stopping you is in your mind, isn't it? You know, your mind stops you before your body naturally would. So this mindset thing, I think, is really key to a rounded approach to personal training. Yeah.
1: So when you look at mindset and achieving so the physical goals, it could be there and then. So maybe you are running or lifting away. And if you don't have the right mindset, the right positive, I guess, PMA, <laughs> the right positive mental attitude for it, you don't believe in yourself it's going to stop you like you say it's going to stop you from pushing yourself further believing that you can do it or it could be that if the mindset isn't right to have the want and the motivation to do it so it could be two ways it could be in the moment itself whether you push yourself to achieve a bit more if that is your your aim or even just getting started or being consistent I guess mindset can affect it in so many different ways
0: yeah I really agree. And I, I've set myself a challenge this year to cycle or walk 2,020 miles in the year. And yeah, mindset has definitely been key for me in just either getting started and keeping going because that's, you know, I've got to cycle every day, you know, and it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's really, really difficult. And to start with, it took all of my determination to get myself down onto the exercise bike every day. It's got a little bit easier now. But There are still days when I really don't want to do it, and it's it is all about for me all about the mind in terms of getting started.
1: Wow, that's brilliant! That's a brilliant goal. I've got a good example actually. So my sister-in-law signed up for the marathon, which is unfortunately being postponed, and she was saying that her love of running, what well, it was exactly that it was her passion. She would love just going out for a run, that freedom. And as soon as she signed up to the marathon, it became a bit of a chore. And her mindset around it changed. So it became less pleasurable because she had to be doing it every single day or every single week, I should say, to commit to it. And it became something different. So she's had to really change her mindset yet again. So sometimes, like cycling for you, it might even be that what you thought you felt about cycling or running actually changes the second that you put it into something more structured and more committed (laughs) does that make sense
0: (laughs) yeah definitely it becomes almost like another job to do doesn't it you know you have your list of household chores that you have to do every week or whatever it is and and your passion then becomes one of them because you feel you're obligated to do a certain number of miles or um, whatever your target is and yeah the mindset has really got to kick in then to work quite hard to get you. back to achieving your goals and still enjoying it because there's no point doing it if you're not having fun.
1: No, there isn't. And I think, again, mindset, we're going to keep using that word, but it it is key. I think you've got two types of people, the people that absolutely thrive off pressure, who will take that goal, that obligation and, excuse the pun, but run with it or cycle (laughs) with it. Um, And they will be absolutely thrive off that pressure to be going out and to be going faster and going further. Where there might be people more like myself and possibly like yourself as well, that do get overwhelmed a little bit more easily. I need to kind of take a step back and think, right, how can I reframe this? So for me, similar, actually, I've actually signed up to do the Great North Run this year, which is in September, that's a half marathon. It's something I've always wanted to do for years and years, but it's either been pregnancy or injury that has stopped me. Um, So yeah, I'm doing that this year. And even my mindset, as much as I love running and I've always wanted to run it, I felt it change in that way as well. So I'm thinking now, it's not that I want to go out running, I have to go out running. Obviously, it's difficult at the minute with everything going on as well. My mindset has changed again. But yeah, I am taking a bit of a step back and thinking, okay, I'm going to take the pressure off and just make it into an enjoyable run. So see if I can run for five minutes extra, brilliant. If I can't, there's no pressure. And I think I'll get more out of that and just going that little bit further and just committing to it, but less pressure. For me, I think that will get me to where I want to be.
0: Yeah, definitely, and what a fantastic thing to work for, you know. That's harder, you know. I, I, you wouldn't catch me trying to do a half marathon,
1: <laughs> really. <laughs> I also the next one is movement, but we've kind of we've we've talked about that anyway because those three for me always intertwine. So I, this is what I love about my three M's. They are things that once you start on one it naturally kind of progresses to the next if you do get the mindset right you do want to take better care of yourself or movement where it's become as we chatted about then a chore in the past or something out of your reach it becomes doable and becomes hopefully enjoyable but it becomes part of your life and i think the mindset leads to that and then the last one was mindfulness and i find that mindfulness for me is more about my mental well-being but yet again it can help the mindset so they all interlink so if you do practice meditation or mindfulness itself just maybe it's day-to-day calming that mind you then feel more able to cope with everything else I think that helps with the other ones as well
0: yeah, definitely. And so I practice a fair bit of yoga at the moment. And I find that that is how I'm able to achieve a bit of mindfulness. I struggle to sit still having severe anxiety. I'm I'm always kind of jittery and always on the go, sort of running from one thing to the next to keep up with my brain. And I find that yoga is a way that I can really tap into some of that mindfulness because it is all about the focus on your body and how you're moving from one pose to the next and and what the flow looks like and how you can break down a pose to kind of better achieve a, sort of your next move. And I don't have space in my brain to do all of the focus on my body and have all the normal noise that's going on from my anxiety. So for me, that kind of yoga movement is really, really mindful.
1: Yeah, yoga is fantastic for it. I think it takes a lot of practice, especially with anxiety because i suffer with anxiety myself and i know exactly what you mean about the noise in your your head compared to somebody who doesn't suffer with anxiety who can just maybe calm the mind quiet the noise around i think yoga and anyone listening that does suffer with anxiety has maybe tried it and thought it's not for them it's probably just like 18 in life just practice 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 and it's being able to as you say be in the here and now concentrate on the moves try to shut out any extra noise and you will get there i think it is a step-by-step process rather than just picking up yoga or any sort of movement and just being able to do it, I think it is working on the mindset and the mindfulness first.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And to use a bit of a running analogy, it's a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? In achieving these kind of peace in your brain, especially when you have anxiety or, or another mental health condition. Yeah, definitely.
1: It really is. It makes it so difficult, I think, with all areas of your life, really. And that's where the mindfulness comes in. So you give one brilliant example there, the yoga. But if somebody's listening and thinks, well, how do I start with with mindfulness? Let's find somewhere quiet, nice bit of deep breathing, or going for a mindful walk, almost like a walking meditation. And I do try and do that as well. And actually saying that, I do that with the children. So we will go to when we are able to <laughs> um, go to sort of a local forest and getting them to listen. You can do this yourself or with your family and getting them to listen. Well, what can you hear? What can you see? What can you smell? What can you feel? So yeah, that even again, that could be a step towards then practicing something like yoga, something where you're in a group environment. Because I don't know if you're like me, but when I first started yoga years ago, or Pilates or anything where it asks you to sort of quiet that mind, I feel, I used to feel frustrated, but you'd then almost compare yourself a little bit, looking around and thinking, well, everybody else seems so zen. They seem to have it sorted. And I'd be sat there or lying there with the mind racing. So I think sometimes it's nice to take a step back and just practice it yourself first possible before going to that group environment but then it's it's catch 22 they will both help each other
0: yeah definitely and I, I tell you know what I mean when I first started yoga I would get there and, and I'd be all right throughout the class but then we'd get to shavasana at the end and I would be the only one laying there fidgeting just kind of <laughs> literally like clenching my fists and waiting for that period to be over and everyone else was just kind of really chilled out and was like yeah I'm loving this shavasana you know we're just gonna lay here and I don't want to get up again and I was just like oh god I need it to be <laughs> I can't lay here still anymore but, but you know I've been practicing for quite a while now and it's getting easier I mean there are still days when I really struggle with shavasana but it is getting much easier just to lay there and feel my breath in my body and feel the work that we've just done in the class that sort of thing um, rather than just being desperate to get up again
1: <laughs> yeah I'll totally I'm so with you there it's so difficult and you want to you then get frustrated that you you want to be able to calm the mind to enjoy it and then you get frustrated that you're not enjoying it (laughs) and it's more pressure and overwhelm on yourself isn't it it's it's difficult but another good one i find is one of my absolute favorite relaxation techniques in in fact on my podcast i did it it as my last bonus episode where it was a tense muscle tense and release so it gets people to start practicing mindfulness and just being but you put it into a physical sense because i think that when people are just lying there or sitting there and they're sat there just focusing on the, the breathing and the mind The mind still wanders or you're still overthinking. But if you can put that into a physical sense of, so if anybody's listening and wants to give this a go, you can find it on my podcast or you can just find it if you Google it, to be fair. So it's a muscular tension release. And you just go through each body part, tensing, taking a deep breath in and releasing. And sometimes that is a really good way to close down the mind, but you've got a physical focus. And I think that helps people to me that is the number one way I would sort of introduce somebody into to be able to close down their mind and it feels like it's got a bit more of a purpose and then you could move towards the just being
0: yeah that sounds like a great idea I'll definitely check that out on your podcast so you mentioned earlier then that you also have anxiety is is that how your three m's have come about as your kind of way of dealing with that I think so,
1: yeah. It's almost like they just naturally evolved. I mean, I did probably sit down one day and think, oh, there's three M's and they they all match and they sound really good together. (laughs) But I think when I break them down, it was like a natural progression. So movement, obviously it's what I do, it's what I it's what I'm passionate about and it's what I help others with. But the mindset as I started to really just work on my own personal development, then yeah, it probably just naturally naturally came about rather than it being a coping mechanism. But looking back, it definitely has helped me cope. I think when it comes to my anxiety, mindfulness is probably the only one that has been the one that I've actively sought out and pursued. Because I knew the properties, I knew it would calm my mind. I said that is the top one out of my three M's that then leads on to everything else. Because again, it's back to that mindset, isn't it? If you can't quiet that mind, you just can't get that mindset right. It's not going to lead to the other things that you want it to.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I suppose your own journey with your mental health and your 3Ms, that's now influencing your personal training style and how you help other people to achieve their goals.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's almost been a little bit of an internal battle, I would say, my career. And in the last few years, there's been times where I've almost not given up but wanted to change path a little bit, I guess I've kind of of gone into more of a, a coaching role as well as the personal training and yet feeling a little bit conflicted because especially if you're looking on Instagram or just any sort of social media platform and you put in the word fitness or exercise, you're just presented with something completely different to my own values So with anxiety, overthinking comes hand in hand and you start to overthink it. You know, I'm not like that personal trainer. I don't look like them. And that's been another one since becoming a mum. My body isn't exactly my temple (laughs) uh, (laughs) because you're giving so much to to your children instead. And that's been a big part of it. So, yeah, as I naturally started to change the way I thought about it, I think it felt right to me. But I started to question whether that was right for the people that I was encouraged and inspiring yeah, and that's taken at least, I would say, around two years for me to naturally evolve into my own style, personal training, putting it together with more of a well-being coaching focus. And yeah, there's actually a place for it. And that's what I go with now, that it's not just my own internal struggles with all those things of not wanting to do it to be physically amazing, not to be ripped as such, but just doing it for your own well-being, that there is a place for that. And that's what I find it's influenced my style because I've started to work on my own mindset and know that actually, yeah, there's a need for it.
0: Yeah, um definitely. And I'm so with you there. When you look on Instagram or social media and you know, you're just bombarded with these people who frankly don't look real sometimes, you know, and, and I'm in a place where I could just never get to that point. You know, I've got I've got two children, I've got a chronic joint condition, which leaves me with quite a lot of pain and means that my joints aren't very stable. And so I, I'm never going to be just that iconic kind of I can never run miles, I can't do anything really high intensity. So I just look like a normal person and I want somebody real who understands my struggle and understands my journey to be the person that I can look to for that guidance and inspiration. Because frankly, those, you know, super muscly, kind of super skinny people, they're not me and they never will be. And therefore, I find it really hard to relate to them.
1: Yeah. And that's what I found myself when I did sort of start to challenge my own thinking on this and my mindset when it comes to reaching the people that need to hear my message that was the challenge it was realizing that actually like you just said that people don't want that sort of personal trainer who who just look physically amazing and sells it as something achievable when actually to those people it isn't or it doesn't feel like it is and it doesn't need to be that's if that's not your idea of I mean to me that's not my my idea of well-being looking a certain way doesn't mean you feel a certain way and there are so many stories of people I follow on Instagram that have share their story where they've maybe had amazing physiques but then they've openly said no looking back they were so depressed with it because they became an obsession so yeah I think it is finding the right balance for you it's finding the right people to look up to and as with myself you know there are people out there there are fitness professionals I guess they're more from a mental health point of view they are right there so it's following the right people it's the old cliche of unfollowing those that don't inspire you. So anybody that makes you feel as you don't want to feel, makes you feel bad about yourself, that you should be achieving those goals, just unfollow and find your people, I guess. So find the right sort of person for you, whether it's fitness or when it comes to mental health, it's finding your own vibe, knowing it. And that's go back to mindset. It's knowing what you want from it to so then know what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, that's such good advice. I'm not very good historically at unfollowing people who stress me out or who make me feel bad about myself. But it's definitely something I want to try and do a bit more of because you just don't need that kind of grief in your life, do you?
1: No, you don't. And even myself, I've been really guilty of it. So it's always one of my top tips is have a bit of social media declutter and follow. And then I was there following these people myself. And for me, it was almost like, well, it's from a business point of view that I'm looking at my not necessarily competition. Maybe it's the opposite. It's everything. Some at some point, you know, I would say oh, it's not. It's everything that I don't want to be. So I follow them, so I know that I'm on track. But actually, it was still making me feel not so good. So I say about the feel good, I wasn't feeling good for it. So I have over the last few years taking my own advice and unfollow those even those fitness professionals that I was thinking okay I don't want to be like those so I'm following them well why am I following them I'm just going to
0: unfollow and just be myself yeah and that's great advice isn't it just be yourself because you're awesome just as you are <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> so just wanted to ask then you obviously you know you do your podcast your personal training how on earth do you juggle all of that work with your family and and keep your mental health in balance
1: yeah that's a great question <laughs> And Maybe even again, I always refer to the last couple of years, but because before that, I don't think I had the balance just right. So my eldest is eight years old, and it has taken me quite a long time to get the balance just right. And again, I think in the past, I've been guilty of looking back and thinking, oh, I used to be able to do this. And again, putting that expectation on myself that I could work 14 hour days which is ridiculous and I could do it this way and it's taken me a long time to sort of take that step back and think about how can I do it that's going to work for me and my family right now and it's putting boundaries in place Again, with, with fitness, well-being, there there is so much that crosses over into other areas of life, whether it is working on your business or just getting a work-life balance or just anything in life. It is about self-care, saying yes, saying no, and putting boundaries in place. And that's exactly what I've done. Things change. And I think that takes a lot to accept. And that acceptance will, yeah, will move you forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. That acceptance is key, isn't it? And it sometimes takes a bit of a while to get there. And it's a bit its not linear, is it? You you know, two steps forward, one step back sometimes, but you know, linking back to your three M's, your mindset, if you can get your mindset right, then then hopefully you can achieve that balance. Yeah, definitely. So finally, the question I ask everybody, what's your change one thing that you would offer somebody who could only change one thing at this point?
1: Yeah, that is a difficult question to answer in these times, I guess, because life is a little bit restricted at the minute. But probably going back to what we have said all along about the mindset, it's probably just changing your own way of thinking and taking the pressure off yourself. Almost rewriting all the rules that you've ever given to yourself or read and just changing that mindset. Yeah, so that's the one thing I would say to change, is to change that perception. But a lot of the time, it is changing the restrictions and limitations that you've put on yourself. Taking away the shoulds, changing it to a want, and that can be a big one because if you still don't want to do something if it was a should that you changed to want you still don't want it you know that's not for you oh
0: that's such good advice i think too many of us live by the i should be doing this i should look like this i should have this in my life and once you are able to strip that away and think about what you really want that's when the real magic happens so fantastic advice thank you Carly my pleasure thank you so much for joining me today it's been absolutely magic to talk to you I'm really really excited to look further into your three m's and do all of the things that we've talked about in terms of boundaries and social media cleansing I think that's fabulous thank you so so much
1: my pleasure thanks so much for having me
0: Thank you so much for listening today. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it's ready and to help other people find us. See you next time.